This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Actually, good morning. Almost. Um, so, Baruch Hashem, it's very good to be back. I hope everyone had an amazing Pesach. Yes, this is Rabbi Wallerstein with a beard. In case you don't recognize, like, who took his brothers here? No, this is me. Um, Zachary Wallerstein speaking. So, uh, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about tonight. Some things that we have to change. We have to add in our lives, I think, it would be very important. This week's Pasha is Pasha's Isha Kisazria. Right? Isha Kisazria. So, the Allah is like this. If a woman gives birth, the Torah tells us, on the, if it's a boy, on the eighth day you do a Brits She's Tame. 33 days. Okay? In the Kevin Taylor, Tamash Ryan, well, actually, what's it? By a boy, you tame one day, right? By a girl, you tame two days, two weeks, and not one day, one week, and by a girl, you two weeks. And it's the double, it's 66 days, right? So, by a boy, but Tamash Shabbat Yamim, and then Shlechis Yamim, Shlechis Yamim, it's seven days, and then 33 days. By a girl, it's 14 days, and 66 days. Why? Why are you more Tame by a girl than you are by a boy? Some people think, because a boy, Brismila, boy's more Kaddish, yeah, he keeps six and thirty mitzvahs. I heard a very fascinating answer. I don't remember where I heard it, but it's a fascinating answer. And the answer is Azai. How does Tumor work? Why, if someone dies, right? If someone dies, if a Jew dies, Allah is, you can't even be in the same house. Tumor is so huge that if you died on the bottom floor and you're 10 floors up, you gotta leave the, you gotta leave the building. Why is, why is it Tumor? What is Tumor? What is Tumor? Why is it Tumor when someone dies? So the answer is like this. It's very important and it's connected to the first Perek in Perkeavos and it's connected to something that Rabbi Wallenstein talks about all the time. And what is that? What does Rabbi Wallenstein talk about all the time? What is time? Life. What is life? You guys have been here for 17 years, new. No? What is life? No, what is life? Come on. Why do we, um, why does someone sit shiva if someone dies? Why is it so tragic? Potential. Life is potential. Okay? Got that? Now. When a person dies. Okay, so this is the way it works. Kedusha, holiness, takes up a certain amount of area. When the holiness is, re- when the holiness is removed, it's replaced by unho- impurity. Now, the bigger the holiness, the bigger the void when the holiness leaves, the bigger the impurity. So when a Jewish person dies, his neshama leaves his body. Now there's a huge void, Right? And that huge void is replaced by Tumah. What's the real void? Potential of the person. Once the Shama leaves, the potential leaves. Potential, on a very high level, potential unrealized or potential removed, 
brings impurity. So when a person dies, a Jew dies, the whole house becomes impure. Because there's such a big void. And the Shema left the world. It's a very big void. Got that? Why don't we say to be even more? They, we don't understand what that means. But they didn't really die. Okay. Now, let's go to the next step. Why is a woman, right, when she has a period, why is she tummy? Because what how does the period work? The body is ready, the egg is produced, right, by the woman. You need egg and sperm that makes a child. So the egg is produced by the woman, right? But the egg did not become fertilized, right? So therefore, the body... Now, when the egg is in the woman, the potential of another human being being created in the womb is there. When the womb washes out that potential and the egg is removed from the womb, so that blood is tame because the potential just left the womb. Okay, good. Everyone understands that? Very simple. Potential of a child, and the child didn't happen. So the, the child didn't happen, so the potential left, huge potential, so that's called tame nida. Specifically the blood of the womb. Other blood, the rabbi, the rabbi has to check out, but other blood is not tame. Because it's not for the potential of a child, of a child happening. Now, there's another dick of art. So why, by a boy, is it a week and 33 days, and by a girl, it's two weeks and 66 days? So, Ishiki says, Ria, the woman is pregnant. In her womb, this amazing boy, this amazing human being, this Kedusha, this, this guy learning Torah, right, whatever. Now the baby's born, he's voided. He leaves the, he leaves the womb. The womb just lost Yuch Kedusha. What replaces Yuch Kedusha in the void? Tumma. So by a boy, your tummy a week and 33 days. Why by a girl more? This is such a brilliant answer. Yeah, what do you think? Um, you're, losing the, you're losing the future creator of more potential. Right. You're losing, by the boy, you're losing him. But the girl, you're losing a woman, a girl, who could have a child. So you're losing double. You're losing two. In the womb, there's no potential to have a child. I understand what you're saying. But she, the being that's in there, that just got voided, right? That being that left is a being that's going to go into the world and have, another, and have a child. So she's double the Kedusha of the man. So when she leaves the body, there's double the Tumah. Bigger Kedusha... The bigger the tumor. He also enables that potential. Right, but she's a womb. She's a womb. That's what that's what it means. So you're losing two people. Now, it's interesting because um, it says where the greatest kedusha is the greatest tumor. The bigger the kedusha, the bigger tumor. So the bigger kedusha here is a girl, and by her being voided, you now have the biggest tumor. Okay? We all understand that? It's a very nice shot. It's, I, it's, I don't know if it's a little going. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard it. Definitely it's not mine, that's for sure. That is for sure. All right. Now, we see from here 
what we're going to talk about tonight. We see from here, guys, everybody wake up, including Reverend Wallstein. We see from here that potential voided brings tummy. And that the most important thing is the potential of a person. Mishnah Pirkei Before we start learning Pirkei before, by the way, we're, first of all, have a good Rosh Chodesh to everybody. Tonight's Rosh Chodesh, right? What Rosh Chodesh is it? What does the year stand for? Right, it's the month of Rufuah. Ani Hashem Rofecha. It's brought down in Kabbalistic Svarim that if it rains, you should drink the water directly from Shemayim. It'll heal all your ailments. So not tonight, because tonight's not really here yet. It's the 30th day. But tomorrow night, if it rains, you should do that. I once went out there, man... Was happening now. The only kash shaila is I'm not sure of. Does it mean rain in America or does it only mean rain in Israel? I was like Omer in Eretz Yisrael when it was pouring. I remember drinking the water, not from a cup. It can't go into it. Can't go into anything. It goes directly from Shemayim into your mouth. So if you're walking on the Avenue J trying to do that, you're going to get arrested. So don't do that. Don't take your cuckoo. But in the back of your house, you could do it. I, I brought in many 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the safer. I've been able to find it since then. Anyway, so the Mishnah Pekiyavah says, Call Yisrael, every Jew. Doesn't matter who you are, what you are, where you come from, dysfunctional, functional. Doesn't matter anywhere you come from, every Jew comes into this world and he has a shalik with Olam Haba. He has a part of the next world. So what they give you is, it should say, Ko Yisrael, Yeshlehem, Olam Haba! What's the chalik? Every Jew has Olam Haba. Hello? Good question. So everyone has, no, so chalik means like a field, a piece, right? The reason they're telling you that is because like a field, why are they saying a field? You don't have a field. You have a field up there, but um, the marshal, the parable of what it is, is the field. And you have this field, and all of us are different. We all get a field. Our father buys us a field. We all have a different field. One guy's going to grow corn. Not bad. One guy's going to grow cotton so I can get my white shirt for Shabbos. One guy's going to grow apples. So we have applesauce for the little kids, Right? Everyone's going to decide what they want to grow. But one guy, I'm not going to say who, not Chachom in this class, he's going to be lazy. I have to grow now. I'm 20 years old, 30 years old, not going anywhere. When I get up there, I'll start growing. Too late. You have to start growing here. So a person's mitzvahs, right, his potential. So I look at it. Every Jew has the potential for the world to come. Elam Hava is not Ghanaian, you know that, right? It's a big mistake. People think that Elam Hava is Ghanaian. It's not. Elam Hava means the world to come. It's the world of Mashiach. Ghanaian is not in this world. Okay? So the mission begins before we start picking up, before we start talking about anything. You all need to know, every Jew needs to know, you have potential. You have a field. But if you're just going to leave the field, you're going to have rocks and worms and the ground is going to be disgusting and slugs and all this stuff. 
And it's going to be ugly. you got to work the ground. The ground doesn't work itself. So a person... What? You want the worms, you don't want the rocks. You're a fisherman? No, the worms make the soil richer. The rocks don't. But the worms live under the rocks so they dry up. So they need the rocks. That's where they live. That's their apartment building. I went fishing. I Where'd you look for a worm? No, I never went to the store on the corner. I turned over the rock in camp, and there they were. A whole kingdom. I have a whole share on that. Do you know that? I gave a share. I'll never forget this. Wow. I guess that's the first time I ever gave a share. I was in Camp Corina, and they asked me to give. I, I was a rotating counselor, so they have learning counselors, and that guy was gone, had a day off. Asked to give me to give a shit to guys, young guys, probably fifth, sixth graders. I, I don't know what to say. I wasn't, I wasn't learning that. I don't know what to say. I was a big fisherman, and I would always go and turn over the rocks in camp, and I would get big fat worms underneath the rocks. And I gave a shit like this. I remember the shit. Wow, this is so crazy. It's coming back. It's from Shemayim. I don't even know how I got that because you said I bought them on the corner. See. It's good you came from the mountains. So I'm giving a share now on worms, which, hello, like, you know, I didn't come prepared for this. But I'll tell you what I told these kids. I'll never forget it. My head was, I said, you know, when I go fishing in the morning and I need to find a worm, I flip over these rocks. Now, under these rocks, when you flip it open, they all, all the bugs run, right? So you have these little teeny ants. And then you have ants that are a little bigger. Um, some other kinds of bugs. Then you get the big, fat, juicy earthworm. That's my fishing worm, right? Cut it into pieces and catch 10 fish with it. Right? It's big, fat earthworm. And I'm like, guys, the worm underneath the rock thinks, it's the king! It's the king of the world under the rock! I remember saying it. These guys were all like, it's the king of the world! The worm is the king! Up under the rock, all the servants, little teeny ants, and all the other bugs. Yes, how do you think that worm gets so fat, right? He eats after them. Right. And he lives under this rock, and he thinks, ah, and it so fits into tonight, shit. Oh, Hashem, thank you for saying this. He thinks he's the man. He's the man. He's the biggest guy. He's got his whole world under that rock. Everyone's bowing down to him. He's like, I'm the man. Along comes Wallerstein. Flips his world! Flips the rock off! And now what are you? You're a little teeny worm in a huge world. You used to be the biggest guy in the world. But now, someone flipped the rock! And everyone's running, and you're gonna be fish food! But now, all of a sudden, just by me flipping the rock, it is no longer the biggest thing in the world. It is a worm. It is one of the smallest things in the world. These guys will lie. And I'm like, that's what happens when someone dies. What? I'm like, yeah, you in this world, you think you're a mover and a shaker. You know who I am. I got a car. I got a big house. I got my clothing. I got the boys. Everyone bows down to me. I'm like the president. You know, I got all the coffee. I'm the man. Everyone's scared of a shul. Wow! And then when you drop dead, they flip the rock! And you're in the next world and you're like, this big. 
You're nothing. Because money and covet and power and all this stuff in the next world, you're just a worm. You're going into the ground and you're worm food. You're walking around the world. I, don't, I hate to get like this, but if you're walking around the world and you think you're a big shot, you're this and that. If the person dies, you can't, if, if, if an ant wants to crawl up your nose, right, in the ground, you can't stop it. You're nothing. You are nothing. The worm and the ant and the bugs, and the, they're all bigger than you. The parasites, they're all bigger than you. You're nothing. When they flip the rock, when somebody flips the rock and it's time to go fishing, you are nothing. You are only what your mitzvahs and the good things that you did. That's all you are. I remember telling them I scared them. I scared them so badly. And then we went flipping rocks. I said, you don't believe me? Come. I went to the lake. I remember I went to the lake. I said, guys, come. I'm going to show you how this works. And we flipped rocks. And you saw, there was always like a one. Sometimes I didn't have a worm, but I had one big bug. And they all went running. I'm like, you're that bug. Now that bug looks at the world and says, oh my gosh, I was living under this rock. And now all of a sudden, there's a sun and, 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 and a moon and wind. I'm a nobody. I said, don't wait till they flip the rock on you, man. Don't wait till you, flip. you live in this little teeny world. Don't wait till they flip the rock on you. Realize that's what I'm much better than I know. Realize that you're nothing. You're nobody. The only thing that you are, as the Bishop Pekka ever says, is your tyrant, and your business and what you do in life. That's it. That's it. All the big shot stuff that's going to go. The minute you leave this world, it goes. You have nothing. You're nobody. You can't tell anyone what to do. You're dead. You can't tell anyone what to do. Nobody really cares about you. Everyone's going to forget about you. No matter who you are, Shlomo Melech, when you say Kehelas, he says, no matter who you are, you will be forgotten. Unless you wrote a Sefer. If you wrote a Sefer, the Sefer lives on forever. He writes in Kehelas. I met my father, there was no one closer than me and my father. I never thought that void in my chest after he died would leave. Do I, do I think about him? Yeah, when I, I do think about him once in a while. But is he in my life the way he was? No, he's not. He, time makes you forget that pain. You, you miss them, but you don't. Then, yeah, I call him of home. He said it straight up. Someone else said, "I got the money, I got the women, I got the horses, I got everything. I built the base, I made this. I'm the man." He says, but in the end, who over here thinks about Shlomo Melch? Says Yosherim. He says Kehelas. Who here was sat down and said, "You know, I miss you, Shlomo Melch. I miss you." I really miss you. Shabbat, I really miss you. Avram I really miss you. The people that we learn about, that we are in honor of, you miss them? You didn't know them. You didn't miss them? So yes, if they're written in the Sefer, there's a Sefer written about them. But someone else said, I call out of all them. No matter how much money you have, you can't take it. It's all nothing. They're going to flip the rock on everybody, boys. And there's no person that lives forever. Nobody. So the guys on the rock that think, do who knows what, it's going to come a day after 120 years. Mashiach should come. It shouldn't happen. They should flip the rock. They're going to flip the rock and you're going to be like, uh-oh. I wasn't living in the real world. I was living under a rock. It's an English saying, but I was living under a rock. So you need to crawl from underneath the rock and see what's going on in the world. Call Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek Le'elam Haba. Not Chol Yisrael Yeshlem Le'elam Haba. You have a Chelek. And it's your job to develop that shalek in Elam Hava. And it's what you plant. It's what's going to grow. 
it's an interesting mission in Pirkei Avos. There's a mission in Pirkei Avos, and the mission says that if you're learning Torah and you walk by a plowed field, plowed field near plowed field, or a beautiful tree, and you say, how beautiful, this field is amazing, this plowed field looks beautiful. What's, be- what's beautiful? Well, I'll ask the question in a minute. Or you go by a tree, you see all these trees, these cherry blossoms? See the cherry blossoms and flatbushes? I hope everyone made the bracha. Tomorrow's the last day. Bracha on the tree, on the fruit tree. It's, it's on at, right across from the land, Shul, on East 8th and, um, and Avenue L. There's a fenced-off thing. You'll see a, 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 a bracha there. And there's two beautiful trees there. But anyway, there's, a, there's like these beautiful cherry... I don't think there's no cherries that grow on them, but they're cherry blossoms. They look very, very beautiful. So the two of us are walking down the street, and we just came home from Pesach. And we see these cherry blossoms. We're in the middle of learning a Mishnah. And I'm like, oh, wow, what a beautiful tree Hashem created. Hashem, you're the best. Mishchai you deserve to die. Excuse me? I didn't say how nice that car was. I didn't say how nice something else was. I said how beautiful this tree is that Hashem created. And why would you put in the same Mishnah, this is very important, why would you put in the same Mishnah two guys are walking down the street and they said, they're learning and they said, what a beautiful tree. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense, right? That's nice. Two people walking down the street, and there's an un- there's a plowed field, and they looked at this dirt, dirt, and they're like, "Wow, what a beautiful field! What's beautiful about the field? It's dirt." What are you putting them together? I understand the tree, but what's with the dirt? Why are you putting a tree and dirt together? It goes back to the beginning of the year, and that's what we're going to keep going back to. Exactly, two things, two things that are the most potential in this physical world. Is a tree, because a tree gives shade, gives fruit, gives wood, and some of them give maple syrup. It's called the giving tree, that book that all the kids read, because the the plant that grows, that gives the most to the world, is a tree. Potential of a tree is the greatest. Another tree will just give you wood. Another tree will just give you fruit, right? But a fruit tree gives you all these different things. Now... So these two guys are walking down the street and they're talking, they're talking and learning. They're like, wow, look at that tree. Look at the potential. Look at this unplowed field. That unplowed field's beauty is only its potential of growth. It's dirt. But the beautiful, beautiful, listen carefully to what I'm saying right now. What I would, what I would think the mission should say is, right? If, if, if I was writing a report, I would write. Two guys are walking down the street. They were learning. And they saw a beautiful tree. Then they went around the corner and they saw a beautiful cornfield. Apple orchard. Um, well, it's a tree. Uh, tomato field, cucumber field. I would say cornfield. Uh, cotton field, that's nice, right? All those white puffy things. But that's not what it says. Why? What's more beautiful? This is the lesson I'm trying to give everyone who's listening. You've got to get this in your head. What's more beautiful than a field full of corn or a field full of cotton. An empty field. Because once it's a field of cotton, that's all it can be. Field of cotton, it grew. Once it's a field of corn, that's all it can be. But if it's an empty field, it could be anything. 
So it's much more beautiful, empty, than with something in it. Because once it has something in it, it's finite, tomatoes. But if it doesn't have anything in it, it could be tomatoes, it could be cotton, it could be cucumbers, it could be anything. The potential is the beauty. It's something I've been talking about for 20 years. The wedding is not the beauty. The, the, the potential of them getting married is the beauty. That's why we don't celebrate the 50th anniversary with a 20-piece band, which you should, because now they got married and they made it work. So you should celebrate the goal. We don't celebrate goals. Jews don't celebrate goals. We celebrate potential. So when I go to a wedding and I see a young guy and a young girl, doesn't matter how young they are, whatever it is, a chassan and a colleague getting married, I see 10 children. I see a house that's going to do chesed. I see potential. Celebrate, man. Party. Lamb chops. I don't care what you have. Whatever you want to do. Bands and dance and a whole night and mitzvah concerts and got some ices. Why? Potential is to be celebrated. An empty field is to be celebrated. Once they're married 50 years, the potential is very little at this point. And what they created, the goal is finite. It's very nice. But that's it. There's no potential. I think to an artist, if you give him a canvas, so what do you say by a seum? What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? What do you say at the, at the scene? What are the words? Uh, and? The same way I finished this Masechla! So it's the potential of the next Masechla, not this one. But it's both ways. No, it's the, it's the next one. If you were to stop, if that was your last seum, you would make a party. Just like I finished this, she give me the, the power to finish the next one. Would she give me the power? Then I'll also have a finish us. So, so, what's more, what's more exciting? When you get your new Gemara and you're on the first daf, or when you finish the whole Gemara? You remember when you were a kid? When you got that new Gemara and you opened it up? That was the most exciting moment. You put your name in it, you're starting. I can finish this. When you finish it, it's the same thing. Yes, it feels good to finish the race, but the competition's over. That's why many in sports, many of the champions become drug addicts and, 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 and they lose their Super Bowl. A lot of guys, the Super Bowl, right, guys who won the Super Bowl, they sell their rings online. You know what it means to make it into a Super Bowl in sports, in football? It, it, it's, it's one, and there are people playing football their whole lives. They never get to the Super Bowl. Very few get to the Super Bowl. You, you finally get to the Super Bowl, you won. They're selling their rings. They're drug addicts. They're dying. They commit suicide. And you think to yourself, what is this guy crazy? Because the answer is, there's nowhere for him to go at that point. He got to the top. Now he's like, so it's always potential getting to the next step, getting the next step, the next step. That's the, that's the excitement. That's the growth. That's the growth. So, so, so the, the Mishnah is naivedic. The Mishnah is saying that these guys are learning. And they're walking by a field that has crazy potential. And they're walking by a tree that has crazy potential. And they're like, wow, nice field. Wow, nice tree. Mishchai benafshay. Why the Mishchai benafshay? Because what you're saying, if you're stopping to learn, to look at the field and look at the tree, you're saying that that tree and that field has more potential than the Torah that I'm learning. And if you feel that way, Mishchai benafshay, then you're Mishchai and your nefesh. How dare you stop the greatest potential in the world, which is learning Torah, to look at the potential of a field or a tree? So you sort of an apikairis. 
from Zechayim and Afshay. And that's why the field is in the same Mishnah as the tree, because it's really the same thing. It's potential. And that's why the Mishnah, before we learn the Mishnahs, before we start picking elbows, before we learn about life and how to live life, call Yisrael, Yeshlem, Chelech, Wadam Haba, what we're saying here is every Jew has potential. If there was a Jew that doesn't have a Chelech in Adam Haba, then that means Hashem put this Jew into the world with zero potential. Then there's no life. Then he's not alive. But since he puts us in this world alive, it must be that it must be that every single Jew has a portion in Adam Haba. Because, because if he doesn't have a portion, then he doesn't have potential. If he doesn't have potential, he's not alive. So why am I going to teach you in Pirkei Elbos about life if you're not alive? So before I teach you anything in Pirkei Elbos about life, I have to tell you that as it says in the passage, we're all tzaddikim, we're all going to inherit the land, right, which is from planting, so that's how it starts. It starts with talking about the potential of a human being. I have a very interesting story. It's from a book called, Sefer called the Gesha Chaim. The Gesha Chaim tells a story about twins in a mother's womb. And he says that he, that if you go into the womb and you listen to the two of them, this is very fascinating. I, I, I gave the Gesha Chaim to someone who was who had lost someone that was very close to him, who died. The Geshe Chaim is a book about the next world. So I, don't, I didn't have it at home, but I remember the story very clearly because it, it made a very big impression on me. There were twins in a, in a... You have to imagine this, right? There were twins in a mother's womb. And they're squished together, right? And they're talking to each other. And one of them says to the other, you know, I heard that we're going to get thrown out of here in about six months. And we're going to go into a world where you eat food and you go to the bathroom and you breathe. And it's an amazing world. It has a sun and a moon and stars and and things have taste. And there are colors. There's no colors in a womb. There are colors and there are sounds. And he's telling his like he's telling his, his brother all these beautiful things. And his brother's an apicirus. And he says to him, "Listen to me. I don't know who told you this stuff. Right now, where are we? We're in this dark, hot, sweaty, squished place. I don't know what these rabbis are telling you that you're going to get out of here. You're not going to get out of here. And there is no other world." This is where we're going to be forever. And you believe in that other world is stupidity. And this is what this is life. This is where we are. And we're going to be squashed together like this forever. And I don't know where you read that book, you know, this, this fairy tale about colors and things and breathing. I don't know what's breathing, right? Because they don't breathe inside. Okay. So they're having this, you have this apicarius who doesn't believe in, in, in the next world, right? Sort of. And you have this other guy who's like, I'm telling you, I heard, this can't be it. It can't be that you sit in a, in a, in a place dark, squished with your knees up your nose, right? 
and just sitting there for and, and just sit there and do nothing and just grow and grow and grow and the place gets squishier and squishier and squishier. I'm not makabal that. There has to be an oilam haba. There has to be something out of this womb. The other guy says, you're an idiot. This is what we are. Just get used to it. This is how we're going to suffer until we die. Anyway, they both have an umbilical cord connected to the mother. And the nine months are up and she goes into labor. And he writes, Geshachan, it's not mine. Geshachan writes this. Now, all of a sudden, the first one, the one that believed that there's another world, he starts to get pushed out. Right? Contractions. He starts to get pushed out. And his brother's like, oh my God, you're dying! It's over! You're going you're gonna to fall out and that's it. There's darkness. There's nothing. And he tries to hold on to the umbilical cord of his brother, which is not good. And his brother's like, no, let go. I'm, I, I want to get out. I don't want to be here anymore. And they're fighting back and forth and finally, finally gets away and he gets pushed down and pushed down and his brother's like, bye, I'll never see you again. And he's getting, this other, the one who believes is getting pushed down. He's like, I can't wait to get out of here, right? Because I know there's another world. And the other one's like, oh my God, I'm losing my brother. I'm going to be here alone now forever. And the brother gets pushed out totally, right? And the doctor takes him out. But now the other guy's inside. He doesn't see anything. He just can hear, right? And the doctor takes him out. And all of a sudden, he slaps him in the tuchus. And the little baby's screaming now. Ah! And the one inside saying, I know it! I know it! He's dying! He's dying! Because he hears him crying, right? So he starts to pull the cord to try to get his brother back in, right? What does the doctor do? Cuts the cord. He pulls the cord in, there's nothing here. He starts screaming, oh, I can't lost you. You're dead. Oh, you're crazy. And the kid that's out is like, I knew it. I knew it. His mother's there holding him, nursing him, talking to him. He feels her. He's being fed for the first time. His first breath. I knew it. I knew there was an Elamama. Geshechayim writes this. And the other, Apikairis, is up there in the womb, in the dark. And he doesn't want to come out. And he dies. He says, come out. And he needs to come out. He's not breathing. He's done. And Geshechayim says, it's exactly what goes on in this world. He says, Elam Hama, that the Torah talks about is real life. What we're in right now is the womb. We're connected to, we need to eat food, we need to sleep, we need to go to the bathroom, we need to drink, all this stuff, we're in the womb. The real breath of fresh air, the real yunika, the real nurturing, the real feeling of the truth is in the Shama. So the Non-believers are like, no way, you know, there's no other world, you're just going to die and go into darkness, into nothing. And he says, very interesting, this beautiful Gesha Chaim says, he says that, oh, it's a beautiful part, it's very sharp. He says, when you come into the world, into this world, which is, which is the womb, which is nothing, he says, the person, listen carefully, we're going to repeat this a million times. He says, when you come into this world, the person with the neshama, the baby which is the neshama, comes into this world, the baby cries because it doesn't want to be here. 
it's, 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 it's a dark, desolate place for, this, for a soul. So the baby cries. And everybody in the room claps and laughs. When a person dies, everyone in the room cries. But the neshama claps and laughs. The opposite. You come in here, everyone's clapping, baby's crying. You leave, everybody's crying, baby's laughing. This is Geshachayim. Very serious sefer. Geshachayim says, this is the womb. And I'm going to read it to you from a different sefer. This is the womb. What we, what we go through is like a baby inside. Baby, baby lives, but doesn't have the real yanika. When a person leaves this world, his yanika is from Hashem. His nutrition is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Apikarsim are like, oh my God! You know, they cut the cord. It's over. It's finished. He's, he doesn't, he's not breathing anymore. Just the opposite. And the Shema says, when a person dies and the Shema sees from, this, from one end of the world to the other. When you're alive, you can't. You can only see as far as the, that wall. It's much more, much more big opening. It's a very interesting safer. You shouldn't, it's, 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 it's a safer that you really shouldn't learn unless Chafsham, you lose somebody. It gives you a little bit of a, a little bit of a chizik. But anyway, that's why the, it starts off with It's all about potential. It's all about, before I'm going to tell you all the midos that you need to have, you need to know that you have a field and it's in the next world and you need to make it grow. You need to make it happen. Okay? And that's connected very much to Pashat Tazriya. Pashat Tazriya talks about why a woman is extra, is, is 66 days, not 33 days, because of potential. She has the potential of a baby, the, the baby that she had, the girl, has the potential of giving birth, of having a womb, of giving birth to other girls, so therefore she lost, it's a bigger void. She lost a bigger void. There's also a very beautiful vart, I say it over all the time, in Pashat, uh, in, in Tazriya, it says the following. In Pasuk Bay is very good Gimel. No, it's Pasuk Gimel. V'roha Kayin is a nega, and the Kayin sees the the nega teras, but or habasa in the in the meat in the flesh. The say of a nega hafach lavan, and the hairs in the nega turn white. Umara ha nega amak my arbesaro, and the nega the affliction looks like it's three D. Negatirasu, it is negatirasu. Oh, Akayen, the Kayen looks at it, but Timei Oshayin, he makes him tame. It already said in the beginning of the, of the passage, Vuroh Akayen, it's a nega. Why does it say Vuroh Akayen again? And it doesn't say in the beginning of the passage that the Kayen saw the nega and he made it tame. In the beginning of the Kayen, it just says he saw the nega. And then it says he saw the nega and he made it tame. Why did it just say once? And, he, and the, and the Kayen saw the nega and he made it tame. Teretz is beautiful, beautiful. It's a real baditch of art. The Teretz is that to make another Jew Tameh, you have to look twice. You can't make them Tameh by looking once. So the Kayin looks once and he says, I gotta look again. Don't judge a Jew by the first thing you see them do. You gotta look twice because you'll see most of the time that it's not what you thought it was. So Kayin cannot make a person tame by one look. Guy walks up and says, I think I have Tiras. Kayin has to look at it, look away, look again at it. Not allowed to make a Jew tame by only looking once. And there's a fascinating halacha. This goes back, I, I should have used it in my share. Remember my share I gave on, on what's MS and what's Sheka? Remember I said that, 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 that Hashem changed the truth? 
because Sari Menu, when Hashem said, you're having another baby, Sari Menu said, how could I, my husband is too old? And then when, Aaron, when Avram asked Hashem, what did she say? Hashem said that she, that she said, she's too old. That's not what she said, right? So we asked the question, how can Hashem say Yishakar? Hashem is MS. So in that year I told you, in the other world, Shalom is MS, Machloik is Yishakar. So to make Shalom, even if what you said is, is not true, that's MS. This is the biggest proof to what I told, what I said. What's the biggest proof? Listen to this halacha. Guy comes out, he has Tzeras. The Koyen now checks him and is about to say Tomei. He says, by the way, I, need, I, I, was, I think I was supposed to tell you this before I showed you this. Um, I got married yesterday. I'm in Sheva Brothers. What does the Koyen do? If he says Tomei, then he can't be in Sheva Brothers anymore. He can't go back into the Machana. But he looked at it. It's definitely Tomei. Halacha is, is to say Tahar. How could you say Tahar? It's Tomei. How could you say Tahar? You are the specialist Kayin in Taras. You looked at it, you looked at it twice. And you're about to say Tomei, then he's done. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, my rabbi told me to tell you, um, I got married last night. Kayin's like, Tahar! Even though he knows it's Tomei. How could you, how, how you do that? The terrace is Shalom makes Shalom is the MS. I know it's Tame. It looks Tame. I was about to say it's Tame. And the only reason I'm saying it's Tar is Tame. It's because the guy's in Shabbos. That's how important to God is Shalom. People don't realize that. And when it comes to a. Um, when it comes to a woman. Who's a Saita? Hashem says, erase my name. Right? The whole Pasha Saita. Erase Hashem's name. Put it in the water. Give it to drink. Erase your name. To make Shalom. Erase my name. So, it's a proof that in God's world, how could the Kayan say, Tahar? It is Tomei. It's like saying a piece of Chazer, kosher. You can't, right? It's not, it's not kosher. He has saras. And the answer is, no! He doesn't have saras. Why? Because he got married last night. He got in the middle of Sherebrox. Doesn't have saras. He doesn't, it doesn't say look the other way and say, I don't want uh, to come back to me in a week. Listen, it doesn't say look the other way and say, come back to me. It says, Tahar. He say, come back in a week. No, Tahar. If the guy says, but, but it really looks like Tahar, go back to your wife and leave me alone. I don't even know if he has to come back. I don't know what the halach is after that. Changes the Matthias. Shalom changes what it is. Now you think. Those are two beautiful points in Pashat Tajriya. Okay. Um, let's go learn something interesting. Very important for all of us. I'm giving myself Musr because my father was very mocked in this. I slacked off big time. Beautiful. This is for everyone, everyone here. The second part. I'll tell you, what I, I'll tell you the point I want to make. Now, he brings down a story that's a little bit close to um, the story I told you from the Gesha Chaim. Listen to what he says. This is my. This is our favorite uh, sefer. Okay, 
and he brings down the following. He says, Ishiki says, we have a older Zohar. A woman gets pregnant and she has a child. He wants to talk about this whole pregnancy. How do you get the, the Nifloi Sabaira of a child um, being born? Baruch Hashem, I have a mazel tov. I had a baby granddaughter on Friday. And her name is Hindi. Hinda, Hindi. After, named after my grandmother. Different story, we'll leave it for now. Okay. She says like this. I don't understand. The, the creation of a, of a, of a, of a baby is, is, is just, I, I don't understand, it's covered for me. He says, It's impossible to understand creation, right? It's not normal. He says like this, Here's a muscle. I want to read you the muscle. Come on, where are you? Ah, here it is. He brings a muscle. Oh, it's from the uh, from the Rambam, from the Murin of Uchim. He says like this. This is a Rambam. Rambam writes a marshal, very unusual. A baby, a baby was born on a island by himself, far from inhabited land. Right after he was born, his mother died. And his father brought him up. There were no women there. Right? They got shipwrecked, his, the mother and the, and the father, and she had a baby, and then she died. So there, there's no women there. And the boy grew up. There were some other men there, but there was no women. He asked them, He said, How did I get here? How was I created? Like, what, how did I get here? On the other Mecca, the person told him, you should know, he also had me tell all of us, how you need to keep tonight, we were all little children, but a lot of them we met in Isha. We were born from the womb of a woman. There's a female part to the human being. They look a little bit like us. When we were in the womb of this woman, we were teeny. We grew little by little. Okay? We, and from this womb, from this woman, we came into the world. What are you talking about? It doesn't make sense, what you're saying. Why not? Because he tells him, If you're telling me that we came out of a belly, well, woman, how did we have a place to eat? Like a dining room, right? What are you talking about? He said, oh, you don't know anything about this, I see. You don't eat. You don't eat food in your mother's belly. You don't eat. You just get nutrition. Because in the womb of a woman, you can live without food. He said, it's impossible. 
A human being can't eat without food. How could you eat without? How can you live without food? What is what's this business you're telling me about a woman? You can't, you can't live without food. And you're telling me for nine months we lived without food? Impossible. He said, what about air? Oh, no. He said, you don't, you don't breathe in the, in the woman's womb? He said, what? He says, I feel it was my cutter. If you don't breathe for a few seconds, no must you die. So now you're telling me we didn't eat for nine months, and we didn't breathe for nine months, and we lived? Bubamysis! This is baloney! How do we really get here? Like, how, how, did, how does a person really get here? How could have we all been in a closed pouch? Because it's done from all the sides. And we were in that pouch for so long without air? So he says it's impossible. He says if you in a, if you if you don't eat or drink for a certain amount of days, you 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 you're gonna die. He says, let me ask you something else. No air. No food. What about going to the bathroom? Person doesn't go to the bathroom for a week, you're done. If you didn't go to the bathroom for a few days, you're gonna die with a lot of pain. How can I believe you? For nine months, we were locked up in this woman's womb. We had no food. We couldn't go to the bathroom. We couldn't open our eyes. We couldn't move our feet and hands. Right? And we had no food. And you're telling me that we, this, this is how I came about. I don't believe you. That's a crazy story. It's pretty. It's a little close to the story I said before. Hanimcho... We believe that from Avraham Avinu and Moshe Beinu that the world was created, right? Because if a human being could live for nine months without food, without air, without going to the bathroom, so Akash Bokhu could have created the world in six days. Aristotle, he said, but because Aristotle came up with his Zachin, normally you can't create a world like that in six days. So he says that he's like that child that grew up on the on the island. Okay, you hear? Okay, now what I want to tell you, which is very important. So he talks about children because Ishaki Sazria talks about children, right? So you think you have to buy books on how to bring up children and therapy and listen to this. Amnon. Listen to me. Ha'avaim, dad and mom, ha'chachamim enayim b'roisham, who are smart and have eyes in their head. La'hashbi'ahim l'vneim v'heim l'vneisayim, to give to their sons and their daughters ahava atzuma, strong love, at ain kates, to no end. Umayim Rabbim and all the water in the world, all the water of the world should have put out the fire and the shefa of the love of parents to their children. Because you should know if you give your children, and this is my shiurim, you give your children time and you give your children love, they'll never go off the derech. Hello? Have I been talking about this for the last 10 years? 
So now I found it in a safer. If you give your children time and love, a tsuma, that's all there is in life, your kids, right? He says, I guarantee you, lo yeshu habanavabanas, your boys and your girls, will not go off mahaderech, shikibu bebeis harayem, from the way they were taught in their houses, bimei nuayem, when they were young, biahaba bechavivus, with a lot of love. He brings out a Gemara in Cholim. Amar Rav Chanina, Chamin b'Shemen, Shikasasani imi b'Ildosi, the oils and things that my mother rubbed on me when I was a child, Hein Amduli b'Eisik Nasi, they're helping me when I'm much older. And he says specifically, daughters. The Rabbeinu Bachir says, "Shetiva kash bochol dabet chilo lenashim." Should talk to your girls. Kedai limshech libam shel lenashim l'tayil mitzvahs to pull them to tayil mitzvahs. Why? But nei sheishi he siva v'goyim l'tayra. The woman is the one who brings people to tayra. She mutsiyah tamim beis v'bayis. She's always home. V'hi ma'achemes al bana b'kamim mina gogulim, and she she has pity on her children. V'chayu hamshech zanam in urasa l'beis hamedrash l'mo tayra. And when a boy is young, she's able to to pull him to learn. And he says, when the, when the boy grows up, he'll never give up the Torah that his mother gave, uh, brought him. Alright, now, listen to this. And this is, this is something that's very important. That I have to say, my father was very mocked in, and I am not, and I need to be. He says the following. And the Benabachia continues, and he says, that it's the right thing for a woman. All the women are listening. Put your car out to the side. Listen to what it says here. That's right for a woman to and to pray for good children. When? When you light your candles. Your tefillah will be accepted much more when you do this mitzvah. And because of the schutz of their Shabbos, which is light, tiskel lebanim, you will have children. Bali Torah hanikrasar, Rabbeinu Bachia. Okay, the Efsha maybe shemitams the nog lenashik yidei imay. The Shulchan Aruch, the Magen Avraham says that you're supposed to kiss your mother's hands. It's not a Svari thing. You're supposed to kiss your mother's hand Friday night. Listen. And maybe he says the reason that you should kiss your mother's hand Friday night is, which is brought down from that Rizal, the Magen Avram brings down, your mother just lit and at lightning she died for you that you should be matzliach in learning. There's no better time to give her honor by kissing her hand. Outside of Shabbos Kodesh. Okay? Now, this is what I want to tell you. He talks about benching your kids Friday night. My father was very mocked never to miss. He benched us Friday night and Shabbos by the meal. Both times. Every single week. But we came to him, right? We came to him. He stood at the, at the after he made Kiddush, he stood up and we went to him. I want to read this to you from inside. From the Pelayayitz. Whoever's listening, this is not a minig, this is more than a minig. He says the following. 
by a boy going to get, by children going to get benched by their parents. Shazet, Shabem, Mesbarach, Me'avim, Mekayim, Ezeh, Mitzvah, Aseh, Shekivit, Ovehim. Yesh Adam, a person, Lis Ametz, Lis Dadel, he should make it regular and he should strengthen himself. Mo'oid, Lekavel, Birchaz, Ovehimo. To be Makabel, the, the bracha of his mother and his, fa- his father and his mother. Even if you're married and you're not, you don't sit at their table anymore. And you live far. Don't be lazy. Every single Friday night, and day, so my father got it. Also on Yontif, to kiss your father and mother's hands. And to get their bracha. Shemavacha bracha he koyvul iskayim because you should know that the bracha will come true that your parents give you. Why? Al shem avolchem oisim aleiv and nefesh believe shalim karachim of abanim because they're benching you with their full heart. Ki lemitzvah tachshav loy al shiyasim bechavet avi imay u baischar v'alma medrash shekara toyva mlochish yesh lezara esav hayishachashav bechazaviv. The reason esav children made it was because. He was very much into his father benching. Doesn't matter whether you're single or married, you need to go to your parents to get benched. He's brought that, he brings that from Rabbi Binyamin Shlomo Zaman Spitzer, the Hassan Seifer, big enough for you? Inyan Habracha, the Inyan of the Bracha, the Indian of the bracha that is our mini to bench our, ch- our boys and girls in the night of Shabbos, he ain't look like kibbutz of aim, gadol mizeh. There's no bigger kibbutz of aim. Why? Shemara habench of him gadol be'enav shabbacha say bracha. Because you're showing your parents that their bracha is important to you. So you're giving them covet. I came You hear what he's saying to some cipher? When your father benches you, it's like God is benching you. Wow. The father has to do it with Kavana. Should make sure that he keeps this mitzvah. Wow. I just thought it was like a minute, and I did not kiss my father on his hand, I kissed him on his face. No, better. I'm saying, you're supposed to kiss your mother on the hand. And it's also brought down, the Muggin of Rum brings down that one of the reasons is that your mother works the whole week, right? She works with the kids the whole week. Your father shows up, he's not there the whole week, and all of a sudden he's benching the kids. She's like, what about me? So she feels left out. Because the father gets to bench the kids, the mother doesn't. So when your brother says, when you go over to kiss your mother's hand, that makes it feel better. Anybody in this room ever kiss your mother's hand for a minute? It's fine. There's no Wow. The well, the Mogadav Ramalik says your mother's hand. Why, well, love and yeah? The song? 
have to open up the chumash. Let's see. Loban, when he benched him, when he caught up to Yaakov, when he caught up to Yaakov. But you see, guys, you got to get this done. Got to get benched. And parents, we have to bench. I, I bench, they come, they don't come. You have to bench your kids. It's huge, huge, huge. This is a, you bench your kids. Hashem benches your kids. Okay, let's go to Lovon. It's the end of the parasha. Let's go to Lovon. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Here he is. Okay, Lovon is here. Uh, he said. You ran away. You didn't give me a chance to kiss them. He said, I was scared you were going to steal them. Where does he bench them? I'm at the end of Ayatza. That's where he met them. Doesn't bench them. Vayash came, Vayash them, and he benched them. See, he even benched them. He benched them. Doesn't say what he said, but he benched him. Okay, I don't have a question, but he benched him. Anyway, my bracha to everyone is that you should have many, many chances to be benched by your parents. And may Hashem, when your parents, to bench your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, and your great great grandchildren. Israel Hashem. Right, she'll be much there, but it seems to be a very, very important thing, and may all our potentials be realized. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.